Welcome to this special episode of the Walshy Naps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg. I'm here at QuiltCon 2017, and I'm honored to have been able to sit down for a few minutes with Katherine Jones, who has won Best in Show for her quilt, Bling. Kat is from Tasmania, Australia, and I caught her just a few hours before she had to catch a flight back home. We sat on the grass outside the convention center and chatted about the extraordinary paper piece quilt she made that stole this year's show. Kat has had award-winning quilts in QuiltCon in years past, but she has a very low-key online presence and many people are hearing about her for the very first time. I wanted to hear her story, her approach to quilting, how she planned and executed such a stunning work of art, and what she's going to do next. I hope you enjoy this very special episode. Here is Kat Jones. I'm a bookkeeper. Um, I actually have my own registered company. I used to be a mortgage broker and I stopped doing that in 2007, but I'm still getting a little tiny bit of money every month. And then I work for a couple of small businesses, a vets and a plumbers and um, a gas company and like a small, you know, people that install domestic gas. Doing bookkeeping. Doing bookkeeping Uh and sort of business consultancy, sort of, you know, advising them on their business and listening to their problems and (laughs) cheap counselling. And I've started teaching in the last six months, so I teach a bit of free motion quilting and it's interesting that this quilt is not typical of most of my work. I'm really more of, I do a lot of modern bias binding applique work. Oh, I love like that. Like my other quilt here, Smoke, mm-hmm. is more typical of I'll what I do. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, okay. no, go and have a look. Because yeah. I mean, it's not like wow, like yeah. the other one, but it, it's more typical of what I do. Um, which is unfortunate really, because what I teach is not bad. Uh-huh. And, but anyway, I mean, it's not Right. No, but that often happens to people. Yeah, yeah. You're not the only person. I'll try and make a really big bias binding applique quilt for next quilt con, and hopefully that will generate more interest in what I actually teach. So right. So did you have you entered quilts into quilt con from the start of quilt con? No, for the last three years I have. So the first year I entered three quilts and two got in, and those were my two bias binding challenge quilts, and I came first and second in that. Nice. The second year I entered uh, seven quilts and three got in. Um, and I came second, third place in the triangles challenge, which is actually the inspiration for that quilt. The inspiration for that quilt was actually the triangle yeah. challenge quilt, which is a quilt called Facets, and it was just a small grey quilt. While I was making that, because it was a very small template, and it was really quite difficult to work with those really tiny pieces, just mm-hmm. with traditional sort of piecing. And I was thinking all the time I was making it, this would be so much easier if I was foundation paper piecing it. Blah, blah, blah. So that was where the original idea came from. And then I thought, oh, I'll make it really big. Yeah, and scale is took, important. It took me a year to, um, to get, I like to make big quilts. I think the most practical quilt, and I like my quilts to be used, is a 100-inch quilt because it's a perfect queen-size bed quilt. Mm-hmm. In Australia, uh, queen-size beds are 60 by 80 mm-hmm. inches. And so you get that nice 20-inch overhang with a 100-inch quilt. Yeah. So, and yeah. I think a modern quilt that's really practical and can actually really be used on a bed is really mm. ideal. I mean, the lady that bought it, I haven't talked to her, but other people have, and they've said to me, oh, she doesn't have anywhere to hang it, and she doesn't know what she's, you know, but she she's just like, wanted it bed. so much. And I'm saying, you don't <laughs> hang it. It won't fit in an it's ordinary... It's huge. It's too tall to fit on the wall of an ordinary house unless you have a double-storey wall. It's a bed quilt. Put it on the bed. Throw right. it in the washing machine. It's quite strong like it's not going to disintegrate right and um which is yeah yeah yeah, but yeah. the idea 
Hey, and come and use it. Yeah, take, right, exactly right. So, did you plan this out? Did you use like EQ7 or? No, I um as I used to work more for the plumbers that I do bookkeeping now for, and I used to do what's called an as-installed drawing for them, where when they when they do the plumbing, you draw where the pipes are. So I did learn very basic skills using CAD. Uh huh. Yep. Um. So. I've got it on my laptop at home, so I often use it just to sort of sketch a quilt design. Yeah. Um, because I have it. Right. And you know how to use it, so and why not? So when I had that idea, I looked at heaps of different diamonds on the internet and um, decided the princess cup was a good shape because it was square mm-hmm. and it would make a nice square quilt. Um, oh, I see. And then I looked at lots of princess cup diamonds and drew in the main, if you look at it, you can see the main facets. Yes. And then I chopped the facets up, sort of just randomly looking at a few photos and thinking, oh, yeah. And then made this huge drawing on the computer of it. And then I broke down the pieces, put them onto an A0 printout size and printed out. It was six sheets of A0 paper for each quarter. Then I cut them out with pairs of scissors and foundation paper pieces. Wow, I won't long be foundation process. paper pieces for a while now. <laughs> so how long do you, do you would you say it took you to? Oh, I know how long the top took me to make. Yeah. I don't know how long the doing the design did because I actually sat in bed and did it at times when I was too tired to be working on my quilting machine. Uh huh. Um, but in terms of piecing the yeah. top, it took four days, four ten-hour days to do each quarter. So it was 160 hours to just for piecing the top. Wow. The quilting's fairly simple. Um, it's a straight line. It's walking foot quilting, mm-hmm. and I have tried to. Did you do it on your domestic machine? Yeah, I did it on a Benina 720. Okay. Because um, their walking foot's nice and wide, so you can easily line up the half inch. Right. Um, and I tried to just, I did change the direction a little bit in terms of like, you know, the facets on the top of a diamond, you know, there's less. So you have the flat, big flat surface mm-hmm. and then you have the two borders. Mm-hmm. So I've changed the direction in order to try and give the impression of that. But I didn't want to go really complicated with the quilting. Normally I quilt quite complicated <laughs> because the piecing was so complicated. Yeah. I thought it would detract, it wouldn't add anything to the quilt. Mm-hmm. And... Um, by honestly, after 160 hours of foundation paper, you were just ready to. I was sick of it. I wanted simple. it to be finished. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I don't think complicated quilting would have added a lot to it. Um, I don't think so either. Mm. I think it has so much visually going on that it would. And with no need practical for it. quilts, I do worry a little bit about if you really do quilt them until they're cardboard. Yeah, they're not as nice. They're not as soft, soft and mm. drapey. Mm. Yeah, that's true too. Um, and then what about color? I've heard a lot. I was standing next to your quilt for a long time before before mm. you came by. And so I heard lots of people talking about there's like peach and there's mm. maroon and there's blue. And so in other words, I don't know. Some people would look at a diamond and be like, well, it's white. Well, that's, it's what, gray, that's what you, you know? think in your mind. Right. And I mean, I, I'm not classically trained in art, but I have taken bits and pieces of art courses. And a lot of them are about... Rather than seeing what you think you ought to see, actually looking and seeing what is there. So I did spend a lot of time sort of going, you know, to get... staring into your ring. And I mean, if you look into your diamond, you can see other colours in there. It's not just... You have to be able to really look, though. Mm. Like, you can't just be like... But then I looked at a lot of photographs as well, because there's a million companies out there selling diamonds on the internet. And they've all got heaps of photos of diamonds. Right. So hopefully they don't think that I'm copying... Not in any way. And also, diamonds are rock. I mean, it's it's a natural material. It's not, you know... Um, So, yeah, but the colouring of the... I, I did want to have the, if you notice, there's a lighter quarter. The, like the top part is lighter than the, the bottom part. So I've got a, a, what I call the light, 
medium light, medium dark, and dark to try and get the impression of the light coming in from above. Oh gosh, I didn't even notice that. I have mm. to go back and look at it again. So when I was piecing it, I actually decided on the colours almost as I went. So that was the improvisational. I always work a bit improvisationally because I'm a, a bit lazy to absolutely plan it down to the last detail. I'm too excited to get going, and so I want to get on with it. And um, so the, the colours were chosen as I went, and I just had this huge pile of bits of fabric, and I'd be... No, no, no. Auditioning different colours. Grey yeah. is not grey. There are warm greys. Yeah. And cool greys and blue greys and green greys and brown greys. So I ended up with all these codes for all the different colours that I had. It was very complicated. And I think that's one of the reasons that it took such a long time because I didn't plan my colour placement. But I sort of like, I think that actually makes it a little bit organic almost. You kind of go with your gut yeah. as you yeah. go. Um, so, so how many was it like I, I get the number of hours but that was that spread out over a year over a no, month no over... when did I start doing it I started doing it because generally I, I have three types of quilts that I make I have epic quilts which that's an epic quilt that take hundreds of hours I, have, I like that I have term procrasta quilts <laughs> which are quilts that you're sort of making because you want to avoid doing the epic quilts right which are just the procrasta quilt they're fun <laughs> But, I mean, the, the smoke quilt, for example, that was a procrastinate quilt. Mm-hmm. That literally took, like, a day. I love that you're procrastinating <laughs> from making other quilts by making a quilt. <laughs> Sometimes the procrastinate quilts do really well. Yeah, um, right, because it's sort of like, that's just what you want to work on. And you have class sample pattern quilts, which mm-hmm. have to be very... I usually... I, I mean, I've only done a few, but I've found the easier way to do it is to totally write the pattern first and then make the quilt, which is really like hard work. And yeah. That's why I don't – re- I'm not really into writing patterns, but I am I do get sort of – people are wanting a pattern for that. They do. And I have all my PDFs. Uh-huh. But could you imagine trying to explain no. how to do it? No. Neither can no. I. I mean, if you – do you know Violet Craft and she's done that, the lion, the paper piece yes, lion? Yes, She contacted me actually yeah. on Facebook. So, yeah. yeah. And she, you know, so she has a pattern for that. But it's – and it's very complex. But it's this is complex. a different level of complexity. It's complex, but it's – symmetrical and it's sure it's, that's what it, I mean you can see how you can make a plan sure that was so Doesn't, it seems unplanned right it, yeah it was it would be hard I mean it was planned but it sort of partially wasn't and identifying all the fabrics that I used yeah it, it would, especially not actually having the quilt anymore would be quite and I'm not really sure it needs a pattern. I mean, just because it's a beautiful quilt doesn't mean it has to be a and replicable quilt. Honestly, and I'm not big noting myself here, but I think 95% of quilters actually couldn't execute that quilt. Um, it because it is so tedious, they just get sick it's of it. So long, it would mm. take so long to make. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I did a, a pattern for a quilt that ha- hasn't been in America and come to QuiltCon, and it was. It was sort of like a hexagon log cabin thing, but it was all partial seams and one and a half inch strips and very, you know. And it, I don't sell a lot of that pattern because it's too complicated yeah. for people. Um, they just look at it accessible. and they're like, oh, yeah. Not and, for me. and a lot of people have bought the pattern and they're not made. There's only one person that I know who's actually made, made, the, it. made the quilt. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so you came to this quilt con. You said you don't usually come out to the quilt cons. Even well, though you've... a few years ago, I don't work very much, so I only work about fifteen hours a week because I want to have as much time as possible for quilting so I only earn enough money to literally survive (laughs) but a few years ago when I was working full-time I did think I was wanted to come to QuiltCon but I couldn't get registration for any classes that I wanted to take and I'm sorry I'm not spending three thousand dollars on air tickets to be on a waiting list right so I just gave up after that and thought I'll just never go it doesn't matter my quilts go so that's fine Uh uh-huh so when 
I got the email saying, you know, a few weeks before it's on, they email you and tell you that your quilt's won a prize, but they don't tell you what prize it's won. I see. It's because they want you to actually come. And, and, sure. And then about 10 minutes after I got that email, Heather Grant rang me up and um, said that the Modern Quilt Guild would like to sort of bring me over. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I had to organise from all my different works. Sure, to... but what a treat. Yes, but, I mean, it's absolutely... I, I, I'm basically gone... I left on Wednesday last week and I'll get back on Monday. So I'm only actually gone for six days from Australia and I will be traveling for more hours than I've actually been in the US for. And I mean, have you traveled in, I, overseas? I looked into going to Australia mm. and I, I realize how incredibly time consuming it the, is. The long haul flights, it's not just the plus, time, it absolutely ruins you physically. Yes. It's just really draining. Plus the so. time difference. I mean, you're uh, yeah. night is day and mm. day is night. So I sort of planned for that. I started getting up the week before I came earlier and earlier earlier in the oh, that morning. Was smart. So the last day before I came, I got up at midnight <laughs> and that's 8am over here. So by the time You were smart. Here, you I planned was, it. I was converted yeah. to yeah, the yeah. time because <laughs> I sort of, I, they didn't tell me that I'd won best of show, but because I'd won first prizes the previous two years and they hadn't flown me over for that. You were like, well, I thought, well there it's must be a reason. It's going to be pretty major. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I suspected and I thought, I do not want to be a zombie. Right. I want to be there and be present. And, And, you know, and the fact that they were spending so much money to bring me here, I wanted to be able to actually give them the personality that they they wanted (laughs) wanted. to, you know, the whole, you know, rather than just the cardboard cutout. (laughs) The zombie zombie version. And part of the reason that, you know, I did that. Yeah, absolutely. And I noticed that you're on Instagram now, but it doesn't seem like you've been on Instagram for a while. Mm, Well, no, my, my, Boss Helen Stubbings, well, the, the shop where I teach, you, she owns the shop where I teach. What's the name of the shop? Um, the shop is Quarter Inch, quarter um, inch. and we have all 303 Kona solids. Helen got in at the, when she opened the shop, and I say, just for me. Nice. <laughs> Which you great. need them all. Well, because I have a key, and if in the middle of the night right. I need color X, I can Is just... that, is your quote, is the, the winning quilt bling, is that made from Kona solids? Mostly, yes. Okay. Because okay. I have, I mean, as you know most people just probably do I have a lot of I keep all this scrap so I have a lot of yes. fabrics but yes I'd say it would be 95% okay. solids uh-huh. um, but I, other fabrics could have snuck in there I'm not quite sure <laughs> right. mm. but they're all solid right they're all they're solid all fabrics solid. there's no prints um, I really pre- predominantly work in solids because I find it a lot easier I do do a lot of stuff that is about something or of something um and I find it much easier to, to use, solids, to use solids because you get the colour range and also you get that real sharpness. Mm-hmm. So earlier in the year, I did um, a quilt of a paragliding sail, just part of it cut off at the edge. And I, by using the different tonal graduations of, you know, like different shades of blue and green, I could get the 3D sort of effect. I really like the 3D effect thing, which, you know. This is definitely yeah, guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cool. So that's that's why I like to work right. in solids. I have made one quilt with prints in the last two years, but that was for Helen. She, she is a fabric designer, and she's fairly traditional in what she does, but she she said to me, she gave me these fabrics, she said, make a modern quilt from these fabrics so that the, I can go to Quilt Market and show that my fabric has broader appeal. So, okay, <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Right, right, right. So, so you were talking about social media and about Instagram. Oh, yes. Well, no, Helen, with the... the print quilt she wanted to um it got a lot of attention at quilt market um and she wanted to sort of tag me in all the things so she said you know, set up 
set up Instagram. I so set. I set up Instagram and I've put three photos on there so far. I forget to do it. Heather said to me, she said, um, you should be on Instagram. Uh-huh. And it's like, yes, but I am, but... I forget. My focus is making the quilts. Mm -hmm. And the more time you spend doing other things, the less time you actually have for making the quilts. So, right. you know, but I will try and do it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, you know. And also a lot of the quilts that I make now, I don't want to publicise them because they're show quilts and I want them to be like a surprise for the mm -hmm. show. So, And I think there's something to be said about that. When you are always on Instagram, there is a temptation to show it before mm. it's really ready. I do do Facebook because Jess Frost, who actually is um, my really good friend, part of my guild, and she lives in Tasmania as well. She got third place in improv this year here at, at QuiltCon. Um, and about a year and a half ago when I joined our committee, I'm the secretary of the Tasquilt Guild, she said, oh, well, you have to be on Facebook because we need to join you to all these groups and stuff like that. So I am on Facebook and I only use Facebook for quilting. So... I do post stuff of what I'm doing in my procrastinate quilts <laughs> and my class quilts and my student work. So if people want to yeah. follow you, yeah, they, they, can, they can come hop on Facebook. They and can find come you. and be my friend on Facebook. Okay. I just friend everybody on Facebook okay. because I don't put any personal information on there. Right. So, so that's a good place yeah. to find. Keep up with yeah. your quilting stuff. Yeah. Okay. And I find yeah. that um, I got used to doing that, but I yeah. should try the Instagram thing a bit more. But I'm not. I don't like taking photos with my phone. I have like quite a good digital camera, so I can take really good photos, and then yeah. I can take them to Photoshop and make sure. That Right, but then you have to put them in Dropbox or put get them somehow digitally onto your phone, and then it's a whole process. Yeah, see, I can't, to get them. If I take photos with my phone, yeah. I don't even know how to get them off my phone and onto my computer, <laughs> or on your computer, then back onto your phone and, and onto, Yeah, it's a I process. Just, I can send a text. Right. I can make a phone call. <laughs> that's about it. That's and I think that's and I know probably it's perfectly not, fine. It's not because I'm stupid. It's because you can only fit so much information in your brain you're and setting I, limits my focus is on the quilting it's i what i really want to do is make quilts um, um rather than do a lot of self-promotional stuff online but yeah there is a lot of my work on facebook and i do have a blog which about every three months i think oh i've made all these quilts i better put them on and the blog is just all the quilts, quilts. i've ever made so. okay awesome thank yeah. you so much i know yes you're busy and i really appreciate no, i'm not the busy time. today so you, you <laughs> and this was lovely sitting outside with you under the tree yeah. so thanks so much and congratulations to you thank you it's great and yeah. to have this wonderful trip out here is just fun yeah no it has been, it's been a treat it's i mean i think really it's cool it was so it's cool good. to have you here and your quilt here it's so good to actually see the quilts in real life because when you don't come to QuiltCon, you don't even get to see all the quilts on the yeah. online, and it's not the same as seeing the actual real quilts. Yeah, so, and yeah. you're among people who really get it, who really love it, mm. you know. So I think that's good. All right, cool. Have a great rest of your day. Enjoy. Thank you so much for tuning in to this special episode of the Walshy Naps podcast, recorded live here at QuiltCon 2017 in Savannah, Georgia. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Best in Show winner, Kat Jones. You've been listening to the Walshy Naps podcast. I'm Abby Glassenberg. Visit my blog, walshynaps.com, where you can sign up for my email newsletter to get the best in sewing and blogging and small business delivered right to your inbox each week. And if you enjoy the show, tell a friend about it. Thank you so much, and I'll see you next time.